Another episode. It is Takamania. I am your co-host Dez here with the Boozerweight himself, J Bomb. I feel like it's been a while. How you doing, my friend? We skipped an episode. We did. For the first it time. Like, it felt like it was a very long time. For the first time in like two years, we missed a week. Uh, we have a pretty valid excuse. And if you are a premium member on Patreon.com <clears throat> slash Talkmania. Well, you heard an episode there. We did a post show for uh, what AEW Full Gear, and when I say we were drunk, I mean like <laughs> it, was it a, wasn't. Oh, it, it wasn't even like we were funny because we were drunk. It was just like, oh my god, I'm so drunk, I can't do this. That's <laughs> that's how bad it was. So, <clears throat> if you want to hear it, www.patreon.com/talkmania uh, for as little as one dollar. Join up. But Des is back. You were in uh, Louisiana, down in the good U.S. of A. Uh, what were you doing down there, bro? I was doing a little bit of a, a travel trip for work. Yeah, so basically, Dude, you had the perfect opportunity to say, I was having a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. Nah, man, just traveling down there for work. Flew in Monday, flew back Friday. Uh, spent some time at a client's office uh, for a pretty cool engagement that we might be working on. And got to hang out in Louisiana, and uh, it was cool. It was good, but I'm glad to be back home. Did you do anything fun while you were there? Uh, what did I do? Uh, nothing. Look, we did five guys one night. Uh, the burger was... What? Five <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that was for dessert as well. Uh, but no, no, we did five guys, man. It was so freaking greasy, the burger. And we did IHOP. Um, you know, I never been to an IHOP, so they're like, I don't know, I'm, I, just stuff. I mean, it's I not good. IHOP no, is know. not good. You know, when I went there, and it's like International House of Pancakes, right? I got an, I got an omelet, man. Uh, yeah, I never had a pancake there. I just get like a regular breakfast, eggs, toast, bacon, that jazz. But it's uh, really, really not good. It's like not real food. <laughs> I found everything. I don't know down, how you can fuck up eggs. Everything down there was pretty much brown on a plate. Um, not much color to it, but we did go to a Cajun restaurant last night. That was pretty good. We had alligator and uh, shrimp gumbo, which was really fucking good, man. So the Cajun stuff they nail, uh, that was really tasty. Uh, but you know, again, you know, we just really didn't have time to do much cause we're busy with meetings and such. So just, you know, grabbing fast food restaurants that we don't normally, you know, go to or have, uh, up here in Canada. So uh, hopefully the next time I go down there, we'll be doing some different stuff. Maybe go to a shooting range and fire off some guns, uh, but didn't get the chance to do it this time around. Some real American shit, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a cool trip, man. I, like I said, glad to be back. I missed so much wrestling. I didn't see Friday Night SmackDown. I even missed uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, and then while I was way too, NXT, AW, I caught bits and pieces of it while I could. Uh, but, geez, I had to catch up on so much wrestling, and I'm still catching up. Uh, I, you weren't there. We didn't have a show. 
I took advantage. I didn't watch anything live. Uh, I skimmed through some highlights. I don't think we missed much, man. I really don't think we missed that much. Uh, apart from what? Bray Wyatt becoming the champion. Um, Women Maddie. having had, they had their first yeah. match, right? And then Lana trying to side credit herself. Like, I was there. I came she out. I was there. I they didn't twirled. allow me to walk. I twirled. <laughs> uh, but good for yeah. Natty and good for Lacey. I think that's, um, you know, a big accomplishment for them. And I don't know. Pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. Pretty good stuff. And I'll, you know what? I'll even give her, I'll even give her the fact that she went on to Raw and made uh, Asuka tap out to the sharpshooter. A lot of people are bitching, complaining, saying it's making Asuka look weak. And look, man, you know me. I can get as salty as ever with Asuka. But I'm okay with Natty taking this one. You know, she uh, went to Crown Jewel with Lacey, of course. But uh, she's always making history. I mean, she is a future Hall of Famer. She's very reliable. Yeah. I think yeah. she deserved it to be the one of the people in this match. And giving her a win over Asuka and the sharpshooter, which is a badass finisher, uh, with our Canadian friend Natalia. I'm cool. I'm good for it. Yeah, and you know we got to give credit to WWE. Um, they said that they were going to be progressive. They said that they were going to make some changes. Fuck, man, that's pretty huge. First women's wrestling match ever to be held in Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah, no, I was impressed. I think a lot of people uh, walked around with their foot in their mouth after that. Mm, so yeah, there you go. Fuck. Em. I didn't actually watch the Bray Wyatt match versus Seth Rollins. I read the Me results either. for the most part for things like how King Velasquez and uh, Brock match could be basically be viewed in a GIF. I think yeah. I actually watched it in a GIF. Um, Me too. I heard he had a really bad knee injury or something, so that's all they could really do with it, and they're going to push forward into something else. But a little bit of a letdown, I have to say. And uh, for Wyatt, I heard that he took like at least seven curb stomps to the head and was you know kicking out of everything left and right, uh, kind of similar to the Hell in a Cell match. So I guess that's his thing. I guess you just can't keep him down. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how they do, I guess, get that title off him or how they do finally beat him. And I imagine he might even go all the way to WrestleMania with that title. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see what's going on. Honestly, it's, it's been hard to focus on the, uh, on the main roster. AEW has been so good. NXT has been so good. Full gear was really fun. Uh, Picked you up at the airport on Friday when you got back from Louisiana. Uh, We immediately, uh, decided to get shit canned and <laughs> ended up back at our old stomping grounds again, the same place that we went to to see Jake the Snake Roberts. Had a few beers there, made our way over to Club Unity, uh, which is a staple in Montreal, and we checked out the IWS one-night-only show. Uh, Private Party was there. They fought TDT. Uh, it was a good time, man. Tabarnak the team. Dude, yeah, it was a great Wee. show. Private Party were awesome. They put on a great performance uh, together. The chemistry was great. AW is always nice to Montreal and to Canada. Uh, they're always throwing in uh, AW superstars when WWE ones don't make it. I think Mustache <laughs> Mountain was supposed to be there, and then they got... They were actually the IWS Tag Team Champions, and I believe they got stripped because they were no-showing. So that's interesting enough to see, but overall... We'll get them next time. Overall, a great show, and there's going to be one coming up in December as well, too, where Joey Ryan is going to be taking on Sexy Eddie, and if you guys don't know uh, basically the chemistry or the history between those two, uh, Joey Janela's uh, spring break or the party he has basically at WrestleMania, uh, these two wrestled, and basically it's kind of like very similar to Joey Ryan. These guys are like, you know, they could be brothers or father and son or however you want to look at it. Cousins. Um, Cousins. I guess cousins. It's his uncle, you know, his creepy uncle. And these guys had some interesting stuff in the ring. Uh, Sexy Eddie, Joey Ryan, Google it, you'll see. But there's gonna be they're gonna be facing off um, at the end of December in Montreal. We're gonna be hitting up there as well too. 
And we're also going to be going to WWE Live in uh, December as well, too. It's going to be a live event, so nothing major. Just having some fun for the holidays. And it's going to be in the, the newer arena also. It's not in Montreal. It's in Laval, I think. Yeah. So that's it's going to be, be a little cool. bit more intimate. Yeah, it's going to um, be cool. We'll be on the floor, yo. If you have ever seen a match with Joey Ryan versus another dude who also wears a little Mandingo thong... Um, and he got naked and did a naked moonsault. That's sexy, Eddie. So they did the bum against bum thing in the corner. Yeah, they, they did bummed some weird each shit. other's bums. They did some weird shit. Uh, at the IWS show, we also ran into good friends of ours, uh, Smark and friends. So it was yeah, cool to see him. That was good. Always uh, good to chill see with them. Guys. We have a little bit of stuff going on with them coming up in the future, and uh, hopefully we can get some IWS guys on the show. That'd be fun. Well, we got some stuff in the works already. Uh, I wanted to get Eddie on the show, but he's been a bit busy. And I think going into his match with Joey Ryan, it could be a really good time to have him on and talk about that and hype it up. So we'll see you guys, and we will keep you up to date on that stuff. All right, before we roll into some wrestling news, Dez, tell our listeners where they can hear us, where they can of course, find us. Of course, in case you forgot from last week, when you when we basically sat one out, you might have forgot by now, make sure to follow us, okay? Go on Twitter, at underscore Talkamania. You can check us out there. And on Instagram, Talkamania. Uh, Facebook, we're there too. And wherever you get your podcastic kicks, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Google us. You'll find us. Do it now. Uh, if you listen to the Full Press Network, or for Full Press Radio, sorry, uh, every day at noon, our episodes air. Uh, Thursday mornings, or well, Thursday midday at noon is the newest episode. Uh, check them out at Full Press Radio on Twitter and at FPC underscore wrestling. Uh, check out our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Talkamania. And of course, become patrons at Patreon.com slash Talkamania. Like our newest patrons, our good friends, Chris and Marty from Boot to the Face. What's up, dudes? If you guys are listening, we are going to air your commercial later in the show. Uh, I forget what tier they are. They're they're, 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 they're they're the master tier. They are I don't awesome. Even, they are I don't even know what tiers are called. Mean Tweet Anyways, Posse. That's it. They're part of the Mean Tweet Posse. Uh, there's a shitload of stuff to cover. Uh, we're going to be going over AEW, Dynamite, uh, NXT Dynamite. on USA, Raw from this week, a little bit of SmackDown from last week. Uh, but let's start things off with the biggest news in the wrestling world right now. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, of course, fans are fickle. Fans are fucking fickle. Whether he's there, whether he's not there, they want to just. I want to know what the topic is now. You got me biting. CM Punk. Oh, will be on WWE backstage. Uh, I saw the clip. I I don't think this was a surprise to anybody. Uh, I gotta say, for a guy with that much hype behind him, he really chose the oddest platform for his music to hit and come out. Because there was nobody cheering for him. Oh my god, it's so there. funny that you said that. Because I thought about that all day, that very thought. And that was my first thought, right? So I go on last night on social media and I'm like, oh, like late at night. I'm like, oh shit, he actually did come onto the show. And for those of you who know, um, he admitted that he was doing some talks with Fox. And this is through Fox directly, not the WWE. He doesn't want a relationship. Well, he doesn't necessarily want to be working with them. So for him, it's a bit well, he easy is. to... <laughs> he is. Let's, he is. He is. But it's through Fox, not WWE. But this is the first step in the right direction, right? That's all that this really is. Well, right direction, I don't know if it's... Well, anyways. It depends what direction he wants to go in. I mean, he could be like, I just want to do this and that's fine. Renee Young's my friend, you know, give some critique on wrestling. 
But inevitably, inevitably, WWE is going to be like, hmm, Punk, money, WrestleMania, come on. I mean, it's going to happen. I have to think, all right? Uh, I'm not going to say it's next week. I'm not going to say it's Survivor Series in Chicago. It might be WrestleMania. It might not be at all, man. He just might not wrestle again. That's fine. Uh, But at least the people who are wanting him back, it is something. But I will have to agree. When I saw it and his music hit, I'm like, dope. And then he kind of comes out, walks out, and he's like, yeah, hey. And it's like, dude. There was no reaction, but obviously you couldn't because you're in the studio. Yeah. But now it's like you see him on backstage for a while, and if he does show up one time on TV, he wouldn't have got as big of a pop exactly. as he would have if he just the first time you would have came back. Like yeah, cherry's gone. Yeah, that's it. He should have somehow like played into some angle going into <laughs> WrestleMania or something like that, and he kind of came out with the challenge out of nowhere, or he showed up, or he came to strike down Triple H, or. I don't know, something unique, something innovative. Um, not to say that it's completely ruined, but they really didn't maximize what they could have got out of that, I guess. If they, let's say, for example, uh, during SmackDown on Fox, they announce, I don't know, something to do with WWE backstage. They have everybody there, and they could have announced that he will be joining WWE backstage during SmackDown. He could have walked out into an arena, but Punk was probably a guy who's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm too cool. I'm too humble, bro. I'm too humble for that. But we know we'll see what? where this leads. They, the, 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 the backstage show had, like, the horrendous ratings last week, right? I don't know if you read that. Like, horrendous. I don't, I don't, I don't read that shit. They could have had him come care. out on SmackDown, had the big pop, and been like, tune in to WWE backstage. And that's yeah. where I'll be. They get the ratings to go back up for that show at the very least. Yeah, Paige seemed like she had a female boner for it. She'll probably be uh, making some videos with Punk. Uh on the internet soon, but I think I mean, AJ Lee wouldn't like it if uh, he heard that or saw that. Well, hey, AJ Lee's a big fan of Paige, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they did work together when Paige did make her debut in the WWE main roster, at least. So <laughs> uh, that's that. Yeah, but that that's the big news of the week, really. Uh, outside of all the small stuff, CM Punk returning to WWE with an asterisk beside it. Uh, small jab. I noticed during Dynamite tonight, I forget who it was, it was either MJF or Chris Jericho threw out the phrase, the best in the world, and uh, they kind of flubbed on it a little bit, so I don't know if that was a jab or they just realized it as it was coming out of their mouth with the timing of it, but I thought that was a little bit interesting. Interesting, I didn't catch that. I know Jericho used to say that he was the best in the world at what I do, and it was never clear what he did, but he was the best (laughs) in the world in it, I'll tell you that. All right. Uh, all right, let's talk about what's fresh. Uh, I didn't watch NXT. I caught the ending. Oh, really? Uh, to me, it was that ending was ridiculous. I really need to go back and watch that whole match. Uh, Mia Yim versus Io Shirai. I, I don't even know what they were fighting for. Was it to fight for a place in War Games? I think whose team comes out first or the advantage in the match or something like that. So oh. whoever has the advantage and um yeah well you know what so i kind of missed the AEW. i watched went back and forth and i'm kind of yeah. back and forth now and whatever match catches my eyes i tune in and whatever promo i'm interested in i'll tune in um so when obviously you is in a ladder match in the main event i'm like well sorry aw i'm gonna take a pass on this main event seu i like them jericho i like it i didn't think they're going to change the tag team titles i could probably catch up on the, the ending i want to watch yeah. this match on nxt um but i have to say though I thought this match, until like a good 60% through it, it wasn't that great, at least for me. I, I thought it was a little bit 
shoving into things. There wasn't too much wrestling, too much innovation. It was a bit clunky. I, I find, okay, I find Mia Yim matches, it's very hard for the other person to find chemistry with Mia Yim. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of her. I'm uh, I'm I'm not saying I'm not a huge fan of her, but like I'm still kind of getting to know her, and I don't really I find there's certain people you put with people and they don't have good chemistry, and I find Io can work with many good people, but there just wasn't clicking tonight. Uh, yeah. But ultimately, Mia Yim got a lot of respect tonight, earned earned some mega stripes. Uh, they started getting kind of more innovative as the as the match went on. Uh, she kind of put up the ladder, got kicked in her face, landed right in the bridge of her nose. It seemed. And dude, she was broken. She was like immediately bleeding. Like immediately there's just blood on her face. And I was like, oh, broken for sure. And I figured they were going to stop the match because I was just seeing how much blood was coming out of her. And similar to when when Cody got his gash, uh, lots of blood was coming out. They seemed to be able to put something on it or clean it up to make it kind of clot or stop. They've been able to do that, I I find lately, as opposed to just having it just gush. Anyways, um, she cleaned up, cleaned herself up. Then took that nasty bump off the ladder through the other ladder on the outside of the ring. Insane. They took the replay after. Insane. That was brutal. That was brutal. So she took Dude, a beating. It's like a freight train, man. She she hit so hard. I'm surprised she didn't separate a shoulder on that. She may have. I mean, I'm sure she broke. maybe broke her nose. She's going to have stitches. She'll put a picture, I'm sure, on social media. Her face is going to be swollen. Now it makes me think, is she actually going to be in this match now? Because she was the last person. Maybe she can't even do it. And Dakota Kai will take her place organically. That would be funny. Because people thought Dakota Kai was going to take a heel turn tonight. And myself included. And uh, I was wondering, too, when she got busted open. I was like, well, then this match, they're just going to have EO climb up and go get it, I guess. That's what I but, thought, yeah. But she wasn't going up or she didn't understand. And then I knew, okay, well, you know what? I think Dakota Kai is going to be involved in this match. And, like, how are they going to, like, cancel that, you know? And they weren't too sure yet. And I guess Mia's like, I'm going to tough it out and I'm going to do this, which was awesome. And the match ended up being really good toward, like, the last half of it was good. I enjoyed it. I still enjoyed the match. It just was a little yeah. bit slow to start for me. Um, and he was funny. She's hilarious. She comes out screaming and shit. It's, like, over the top, like, ridiculous. <laughs> but it's Her funny, music you know? is fucking bomb, man. I really yeah. like her theme. Yeah. She's I wasn't good. a huge fan the first time I heard it, but... Fuck, does it work with her character? Do you see the suplex, uh, the vertical suplex she took onto the ladder? Tonight? Yeah, I saw the replay of it, yeah. Yeah, she kind of just lifted her up and just like splat. It's like, oh yeah. my god. And those ladders A lot were... of the chair spots looked pretty raw and rough, which I liked. Yeah. It was yeah. good. Yeah, the, the main event. Woman... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say the main event for NXT was good. The women's division is nuts. I mean, it's on another level in NXT. Just seeing Io Shirai standing there with Bianca Belair and uh, the the European UK 24-hour-7 champion, whatever her name is, uh, just the way that they portray the women in NXT, they're legitimately equal. Like, they're not treated like it's a woman's storyline. Uh, there's just something different about it, a little bit more attitude when it comes to the women's division. Uh, all the hits are harder. Like, when uh, Io Shirai does the double knees in the corner, Oh, it's my God, you see that? Right in her chest? Right in her right chest. Right in her chest. Yeah. Uh, she's doing <laughs> it's that like with... beating, man. Miriam took a fucking beating, even when uh, the kick girl, what's her name, at Dakota Kai came out, and then the British girl threw her into the Oh my god, do you see uh, how stiff stairs. she threw her into there? Dude, like, it's stiff, man. It is It is proper. That's what it is. It's proper. Uh, you can tell that, uh, you know, they're used to, the women's division in, in NXT kind of dipped for a little while. And they brought up all these new women, and it was kind of like, okay, let's see what they can do. And it really seems like there's just so much chemistry in that division right now, and they're really all on the same page. 
and it's fucking amazing. Even Bailey coming out somehow, I don't know. Those NXT colors, I don't know if it's full sale, but I thought Bailey looked cooler <laughs> just in NXT tonight, uh, attacking Shayna Baszler. Oh, I like the I like Shayna Baszler coming to the main roster and them kind of screwing around with each other. Uh, dude, Shayna Baszler is one of my favorite wrestlers, I would say. Uh, female wrestlers, I would say, right now in the industry. In the industry, I'm saying. top. She's in my top 10, I would say. Uh, I find she's solid. And she kind of gets overlooked and underappreciated because she's kind of a different style. She's more technical, more of a brute, more of a heel. But I also respect a lot the growth she's had. Like, if you look at her next to Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey was very impressive what she did, what she contributed in the year. But if you look at the Mae Young Classic and Baszler's growth since then to now, the psychology, the small things yeah, she does in the psychology, ring, yeah. uh, it, it's crazy. Ripley, too, is very impressive. Uh, it, like you said, man, the women on the main roster and primarily NXT has a lot of very, very interesting talent that are stepping it up, man. Rhea Ripley's uh, Texas Cloverleaf, the standing one, is just beautiful. Like when she came in through that on, uh, I think it was on Mandy Rose on SmackDown. I, I, a lot of cross-platform has gone on in the last two weeks. Um, it seems like since the shakeup, I still don't know who's on which brand. And now having NXT thrown in the mix, it's super confusing. But somehow, they're doing a good job at it. Like, they're blurring... not They're not blurring the lines, per se, but there's just... It doesn't feel like the same invasion angle that we've had so many times in the past. This one feels cooler. It feels edgier. Well, it's also good because usually you're not a fan of Survivor Series, right? So this is kind of, yeah. an, I guess, a nice way to make freshen up Survivor Series. Big time. Throwing NXT in there. I mean, we have not just the women's championship match. You know, we have uh, men's as well, too, right? There's going to be a men's matchup with the NXT tag team titles. The tag team champions from all three shows. The, you're going to have Nakamura, Roderick Strong, and AJ Styles in a triple threat match the Survivor Series. That's going to be cool. I said Nakamura tweeting out strong styles because strong, Roderick Strong and AJ Styles. So strong style. Oh, my God. So that was cheesy. <laughs> but when's the opportunity you could ever, you know, kind of tweet that out? Well, he's uh, king of the strong style, right? So he's going to be king of the match, I guess. That's it. So, you know, there's some cool matches that are shaping up with this whole like NXT involvement. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to kind of see what's going on. And guys, uh, we do our live shows on full press. I know we plugged them earlier, but I'm excited because we I feel like we haven't done a show like this in a while. Crown Jewel uh, isn't a show that we ended up doing. It was on a Friday. Uh, both Jay and I have real lives and we work. Uh, but <laughs> this one is going to be happening, man, and I'm going to be really excited. Maybe we'll think of some fun stuff to do. Make it exciting. Maybe we'll have a few drinks. We want you guys to tune in. Maybe we'll do another video stream. Oh, yeah. We should always do video streams if I can get that shit figured out. Oh, I'm so close. I'm so close with the PC. I've given up on the Mac. The Mac is crap for streaming. Anybody out there that's looking to buy a streaming computer, don't buy a fucking Mac. I've had this Mac for a while, and I thought it would be powerful enough to do it. You cannot do it properly. At least not with all the bells and whistles that I'm doing at the same time. Um, but we will figure that out eventually. Because a live stream for, for the pre-show is like, it's where it's at, man. We need that. We want you guys to join, call in, just be part of the action. Have some fun, <laughs> man. Shout some shit out. I want to ask you something, man. You got the topics in your hand. I'm going to send something your way, because I'm curious. Yeah. So this is the match everybody was talking about this past Sunday. Full gear, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Uh, they took it to a whole nother level. AEW saying that you're probably not going to see another match like this in a long time. Moxley will, has been requesting a match like this since he came to the company. And they gave him his wish. They granted it. And there's a possibility we don't see these type of matches moving forward. 
Maybe we will. Maybe it's bullshit. Now, I want to ask you, J-Bomb, um, what do you think of the match? Do you think we're going to see a match at this level again in terms of what it brought in terms of hardcore? And uh, where does Moxie go from here? Uh, I fucking love the match. I feel like it was the uh, cherry <clears throat> on the top of uh, of the pay-per-view, which got... I mean, the pay-per-view was good overall, but that match really brought it to the next level. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, it was too much. I was, I was, you know, turning white watching it. They really... They really went too far. Blah, blah. Dude, what were you expecting? It's like John Moxley's return to uh, that type of match. I think, I really think Omega had something to prove to put himself into that category. Um, I loved every spot in it. I loved how long it went. I love how I didn't know who was going to win it the whole time. Uh, Moxley coming out on top is the right call, in my opinion. Uh, where does he go from here? Anywhere, man. I feel like the storyline of him not being treated properly or being treated as an equal in AEW is a cool storyline to go on and uh, I don't know who the next challenger is going to be I mean him going to Chris Jericho I think that's not going to happen anytime soon I think that's why they're playing off the record but I don't know I think he's going to do this with a couple other people and I I do think we're going to see matches like this if they use this type of match to end a feud I'm all for it man Ooh, that's not a bad way to look at it and I'm looking forward to next week we got Moxley versus Darby Allen. That's yeah, gonna that's going to be match. exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's going to yeah. be there's going to be some innovation. If they use uh, a lights out match sort of like WWE used to use the Hell in a Cell match, like that we can't get a fucking clear winner in a feud. Let's fucking go lights out. The feud rises too much. Like if Becca, if Becca, if Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey were in AEW, their feud could have ended in a lights out match. Mm. You know, yeah. shit like that. So I want to see a women's lights out match. Let's fucking go. Well, do you know they didn't That's even they see. didn't even show the match in the highlight package for AEW kind of this today when they were starting it up. They kind of didn't talk about that match and didn't really air the highlights of it. So it's kind of like I don't know. The way they're doing it is kind of interesting. It is. I don't like Justin Roberts explaining that when the lights go off. Yeah. I'm like, all right, buddy, okay. You <laughs> signed your waivers, right? right? Everybody? <laughs> yeah. But I see the it shiner was... on Kenny Omega. I don't think that was real. No, eh? Looks no, like he got the shoe polish. You know, like, you know when they put shoe polish on the telescope and the guy's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It, it, if that is, in fact, not... If it's real, holy shit. If it's not real, uh, they should hire the guys to do Shane McMahon after a pay-per-view because they do his makeup and they make him look all fucked up really, really well. But it didn't look good on uh, on Omega. Mm. But uh, AEW, uh, I watched the whole show tonight. There was a lot of weirdness to it. It didn't really get kick off to a good start for me. Uh, it was still a really good show overall. There's just a shitload of like squash matches. It's like they had to get a few things out of the way before they can get storylines going. But really, the biggest takeaway was the MJF promo. Uh, him and Chris Jericho had really cool uh, chemistry in the yep. ring. Uh, I thought the turn the turn of MJF on Cody was a little bit premature, but they're really playing it well. Uh, they could have gone down a lot of avenues, and I think the one that they're going down now is pretty good. It was cool to see uh, the uh, the not cleared Cody come down and wrestle, anyways. And we got the debut of Meatloaf or whatever the hell that guy's name is. So. <laughs> um, he could be busted his head open again, eh? Well, it was inevitable that that thing was going to split open. It's like uh, flapping in the wind, man. <laughs> <laughs> Things gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it was gross, yeah, for sure. Uh, 
But, um, yeah, MJF, I like the chemistry. You have Chris Jericho. They're teasing, obviously, him joining the Circle Jerk. Inner Circle (laughs) Jerk, whatever it is. Jerk Circle, (laughs) whatever the fuck it is. Um, But, you know what? I will say, though, the reasoning behind MJF's heel turn and kind of like the way he's playing it, he didn't care about you and I'm the real main event. It's like... Yeah, I say it's very like wrestling one on one, not wrestling one on one, but like more advanced, but like still a very recycled, you know, kind of storyline. But then when he started talking with Jericho, I was like, oh, this is great. These guys are really good, great chemistry together. They're funny guys. Um, But the kind of the angle he's taken reminds me of The Miz. And I always says that always said that MJF really reminded me of The Miz. And then MJF started kind of taking off, you know, and being like, okay, well, he's on he's on a better. I think he's on a higher level than The Miz. Well, he can swear. And then, yeah, I guess that's it. Well, the stuff he does in public, though, the way he trolls people, I love it. Yeah. And then now using that, it's kind of like, oh, damn, I wish they would have done something else, something more innovative. And but then with Jericho, it was funny and all that shit. Cody came out great. So I'm interested to see where this goes. But I agree with you. I think it was premature. I think they could have milked it. You had said yourself that they could have went through this whole like there's tension there now and guilt and all that stuff because of the towel thing. And it could have, maybe even Cody could have been the one that turned on MJF. I mean, there's lots of ways they could have went about it. Um, And I think they kind of, I don't know. They went a little, they were a little bit too quickly, I guess. It was, it's for sure a recycled storyline, but the guys that are doing it are so good at doing it that I kind of forget it. And I'm kind of like, okay, I, I, the turn is a turn. Mm -hmm. You know, there's only so many reasons you could turn on somebody. Um, And it just worked. And, and you, you, you forgot about, you know, he gave his explanation and then you kind of forgot about it because the rest of everything that happened was just so freaking good. And uh, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how his character, how MJF is going to play between the inner circle. And, you know, is he going to walk alone? Is he going to be with Meatloaf? Um, you know, what's and who is this Meatloaf guy anyways? Where, his name is like Meatloaf. Meatloaf's an artist. But it's I like to call him that. Something. Let's call him that. Yeah. He's Meatloaf for me. Okay. I mean, He's Meatloaf. I don't know who he is. I know we saw him in packages. I that's, feel that's like we haven't seen MJF wrestle in a long time, too. Like, we don't see him wrestle very often. I, You know, I don't know if it's just maybe because his in-ring is, you know, safe or his in-ring yeah, is not as That's also flashy. why his in-ring kind of reminds me of The Miz, too. Like, he reminds me of The Miz in a lot of ways. He reminds me of The Miz, too. Actually, when Jericho was saying, you know, you remind me of somebody and he was talking about himself, I thought he was going to throw in a little bit of Miz or some sort of... Easter egg to do with the Miz, you know? Something They're not like going to give him um, the WWE free press. Fuck, they mention WWE all the time. I know, but they stopped doing it after, like, what, CM Punk? Who said it? They, oh, they should stop doing that. It's tacky. They should concentrate on themselves. I think it was CM uh, Punk. JR, JR called Jack Hager Jack Swagger. <laughs> he, called, he called um, Full Gear Fully Loaded. Yeah, but that's not he, as yeah, bad. That's really oh, bad. Fully Loaded You're was a WWE WWE old WWE pay-per-view. Oh. He's talking about, yeah, last night I flew loaded. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Something like He's that. Like, where am I? What year is this? Uh, all right. Uh, other than that, uh, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian defended their title against Jericho. Oh, he and Jericho. Uh, Sammy G at the end. Yeah, he pinned Jericho. I'm not a fan. I've talked about it all the time. I'm not a fan of champions getting pinned on TV. However, it's cool to see uh, Scorpio Sky do it. It was, it was different than the WWE recipe. I was almost going to tweet out, well, Sammy G's in this match to take the pin. And he didn't take the pin. And I thought mm. that was pretty interesting. And then Smart to Death actually tweeted out, uh, there should be a rule that if you pin the champion, you immediately become 
the number one contender. And I think that that would be a pretty cool rule because, I mean, why not? Literally, Scorpio Sky pinned Chris Jericho. If there's any, like, who cares about anybody's record? He pinned the champion on TV. Give the guy a fucking title match, even if it's just next week. He doesn't have to be a pay-per-view. Just give the guy a title match, whatever. He doesn't have to win it. Yeah, it could be an interesting rule. You'd have to iron it out. I could see them milking or making it look stupid or fucking that up. But that that is an interesting concept I could get behind. And, you know, it's no no surprise either, man. The AW has been really high on Scorpio Sky, talking him up, saying he, I think one night it was like, he was the man of the night. So, (laughs) I don't know. And I'm like watching him like, what is, did I miss something? Did he do something cool that I didn't see? Like, I I don't know. Like, he sounds cool. But you know their whole SCU thing in the beginning? You know, like, yeah. you know the New Age Outlaws do their thing? They do their yeah. thing? It's not yeah. great. It's not great. Well, the thing is, is that when SCU used to do it um, in ROH, they were heels. So this is the worst city I've ever been in. And then they made fun of everything in the city. Now they're like, this is the worst city I've ever been in because it's their catchphrase. But then they're like, but we really like the fans because, <laughs> you know, they have to keep face. It just seems but, cheesy. Like the worst town cheesy. I've ever, and the crowd's like been in, and it's like what? Yeah. It's a weird like, this isn't connecting for me. It's not firing on all cylinders for me. It it's from being the elite. Uh, they were constantly traveling, and they were constantly saying, "This is shit." I wish I was in SoCal. So, it's funny. It's kind of an inside joke. Frankie Kazarian is like his glasses are lame. That microphone on a pole is lame. Their theme music is lame. They're literally like th- rapping. Like, it's not good. It's very, it's very shit. But it works. I don't know. It's working. It's working for me. Hey, Luchasaurus is back. What do you mean back? Well, he was injured. He's oh. an injury. Well, he wasn't there tonight. Yes, Luchasaurus showed up tonight. Yes, absolutely. When? He saved Jungle Boy and Marco. Oh, son yeah, of a bitch. That's when yeah. I was moving my computer. So they were so wrestling against they were wrestling against Dark Order. And basically, uh, after the match, they were trying to like, recruit Marco to the dark side. And Jungle Boy jumped in. And they tried to force the mask onto Jungle Boy uh, to turn him to the dark side, I guess. And, uh, Fuck, Lucha- I missed all this. Luchasaurus ran out and kicked off everybody's heads. It was pretty cool, man. Shit. Yeah. No, I was the match was happening. And I was like, oh, I have enough time um, to move my computer. Like, during a match, it was a commercial break, and I was like, ah, I'm going to move my computer. When I turn it on, the match is over. So, damn it, I missed it. I thought it was just going to be straight up. I wasn't expecting any sort of storyline to be told there. Yep, and he was supposed to be back in January. So, early return, and it's nice to see them reunite and have a big jungle hug, I guess. Jungle hug. Uh, is there anything, any other AEW or NXT stuff you want to talk about before we move on? Um, Keith Lee took on Roderick Strong. That was a pretty good match all around. Um, Roderick Strong is someone who I'm always like, think he's boring, but then the matches he's in are always pretty good. He's got a vanilla look. He's got a very but he's boring look. Good. Yeah, yeah. He even cut like a promo tonight where he looked like he's, he was screaming so hard he's going to poop his pants. His face went all red. <laughs> uh, Zaya Lee took on Aaliyah. The uh, only reason I want to mention this match is I didn't really catch most of it until the ending. And when I turned the channel, uh, Zaya basically kicked off uh, Aaliyah's head and she busted yeah. open too. Yeah, I saw so the So another bleeder tonight, another bleeder. And Leo Rush. Oh, I okay, so he was defending his uh, Cruiserweight Championship um, against uh, Angel Garza, okay? So he's the guy like a week or two ago. I was like, who's this Angel Garza whatever dude? And he looks like a jobber. Has the, I don't know, not an interesting look whatsoever. But the match they had was actually really cool. Uh, a lot of false finishes. And Garza has this move. It's kind of like a bubble bomb, but like a package. Kind of, it's, it's a bit different. It's like a bear hug bubble bomb. It's, 
I, it's a move I hadn't seen before, so I, I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, and overall, these guys put on a great match, and we had uh, Leo Rush retaining his championship. Uh, right NXT on. was Look a good show. You. I thought Look NXT at you was a liking show. a guy. You liking a guy right out of the gate. You don't I usually like, like guys out of the game. He, he busted out a pretty uh, interesting move, so I liked it. I was I was interested. I didn't like him week one. Week two, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like, who's this guy? So it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's in the right direction. All right, all right. Let's move on to uh, some raw coverage. Before we do, uh, we're going to plug the shit out of our newest Patreon uh, subscribers. So here's a quick message from the guys over at Boot to the Face. The following announcement has been paid for by Boot to the Face. What's up, Talkamaniacs? Do you enjoy quality wrestling talk? Raw, AEW, NXT, SmackDown, and pay-per-view prediction and review shows mixed with a lot of whiskey and a whole lot of profanity? Are you tired of the smarky podcast and you just want to hear fans talk about wrestling that don't want to take it too seriously? Then come find us at Boot to the Face on Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're Santana Garrett's favorite podcast. Let's boot to the face with the number two, as in sweet. Ah, boys. Damn, they sound cooler than us. Yeah, they do. And just one of them. Cool. He sounds cooler, cool for the both of them. He's got a, he's got a voice of an angel. Actually. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a he's nice got a bassy voice. voice yeah. yeah. Lucky fucker. It's the most eloquent uh, I've seen him speak as well, too, guys. So when he says he brings the <laughs> ruckus, he brings the ruckus. Uh, all right, let's talk. Let's talk raw. From Monday, it was in Manchester, I believe. Right, I all the spoilers, all the spoilers. It's whenever you always see them earlier in the afternoon. You accidentally read them, you accidentally scroll on them. The people from the UK are bitching online, and you see it when you scroll down your feed. It was the UK, so I know everything that happened. Well, yeah, Eric, well, yeah, everybody, yeah, right, of course. Uh, how did you like Kabuki Warriors kicking off Raw? I always like Kabuki Warriors kicking off Raw. I think it's a great way to start the show. I think the fans like the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, you know, even in playing heels, uh, I don't care. I just like seeing them out there. I don't even really care so much of them taking losses here or there. I think they're good tag team champions. And I know a lot of people are, are kind of shit pissing that it was um, Be- it was Becky and Charlotte instead of Natty and Charlotte taking them on for the tag team titles because Natty picked up the tap out. I agree. That's a bit of a question mark in my mind. Uh, but look. Had a good tag team match. They had good chemistry with with one another. And then we had Shayna Baszler coming out and costing the match. I think people were pissed yep. off because Becky got pinned by Asuka again, right? That's two wins over, over, over Becky for Asuka. But look, man, I think it's not so bad because I think they were, they were, they were able to build two storylines here that people aren't looking at. We have Becky going up against Shayna at Survivor Series. Or she's going to be in that match with her. And, and Bayley. And then, at the, on the same time, you have Asuka picking up a win over Becky, which makes it 2-0, and the debt is even going to be higher that needs to be paid back. Because, look, as soon as this thing with Survivor Series is over, it looks to me like they're heading towards the Becky-Asuka program, or at least like a, a matchup. Yeah. Because Becky is collecting her debts. And ultimately, I am an Asuka fan. I know that Becky's going to pick up the win over Asuka. It's inevitable. It's coming. So I'm happy that they're going to actually build a proper storyline here. And if Asuka picks up another win, makes the win more meaningful then I think it made a lot of sense here. And you can build the few with Shane at the same time. It's just a roll-up. It's not the end of the world. Sure. I agree. Good. I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Simply this. I feel like... With the Kabuki Warriors, Kyrie Sane is overshadowing Asuka. I don't know what it is, 
I don't know if it's maybe it's just the makeup. I, I don't know. I feel like Oscar looks a little bit silly out there, whereas Kyrie Sane, I could really see her like just flying high once this Kabuki Warrior thing is over. Like I feel like she's really coming to her own. This is a way better gimmick than the anal uh, the butt pirate. um i think she's great as a heel i think it works good she's uh you know she's angry and she's cute you know at the same time she's going on doing her stomps wearing the dark clothing um i like the umbrella man i like the umbrella too i think it works i like how she wears the belt around her neck i think it works i I mean oscar i I don't know i think at this point i'm enjoying her wherever she's kind of involved in like she had an amazing run nxt she won the championship tlc women's match all that stuff the royal rumble um, you know, now she's giving back a little bit. She's not a spring chicken. She is what 37, 38 years old, like in her, like going t- towards her forties. I don't know how long she'll be around for. And, uh, I guess right now it's just kind of enjoying the time that she's there. And I'm trying not to, trying to get too salty about it, I guess. And I'm enjoying her being with, <laughs> uh, with, with Kyrie. And then maybe eventually down the, the, the line, there'll be some involvement with her and EO and maybe we'll get the dark evil clown at some point. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think I think if 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 Oscar's on TV, I think Dez is happy. I am. I mean, and I I don't even care if it's win or lose anymore. Like she was undefeated. She's kind of lost that stigma now because she's been defeated so many times at this point right. by like some questionable people. So it is what it is. She is Carmella. now mo- she is now mortal. Uh, but I just enjoy seeing her in matches, and I think it she brings the best better. out of everybody. And when people go up against her, they bring their A-game. I don't know. I liked it. I like seeing her wrestle, and I like them as tag team champions. I think it works. Uh, the WWE continues to be uh, hard on Ricochet. He's getting another push. The interesting thing is is that uh, Cucumber Humberto is also getting a push. Uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, whatever. I'm sure. You got anything to, to add to Humberto? Oh, I've been enjoying his matches. He already went up against Rollins. Uh, he ended up fighting AJ Styles at Crown Jewel. Uh, and, yeah, he's been getting kind of the treatment at which a lot of newer people get. Like, Cedric Alexander had that treatment for a while. Um, you know, is it going to last? We'll see. I think he's got a good look. He's got the dimples that people seem to like. The baby face. I thought he looks like a knob. <laughs> he looks like a Cabbage <laughs> Patch doll or something. <laughs> he just looks like he's made out of plastic or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. His matchups have been good. I think him and Andrade. His injury is good. Yeah, him and Andrade could probably have a good feud. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, they're pushing Ricochet. But they've been pushing Ricochet since the start. I think he's always been kind of prominently pushed forward in the mid-card to main event. And uh, I think he's on the road to success. It just kind of goes with Humberto if they're really going to stick to him or not. They're always trying to get that one uh, Latin guy that they can really get behind, you know, when they go into the, you know, Mexico or or, 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 you know, those Latin places. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to be <laughs> culturally sensitive. I've been told sometimes I go too far. Or I, should watch, I should watch my words a little bit better. So I'm being craft, I'm being careful. It's 2019 after all, guys. It's not as bad here in Canada. Not that we can get away with more because I don't really feel like it's getting away with stuff. But uh, we don't really get as as butthurt about, um, I don't know, some trigger words. And just, you know, we don't have to dance around shit. We could say what everyone's thinking and we don't, we're not, you know, we don't, we don't subscribe to can <clears throat> cancel culture as much. So there you go. Um, Seth Rollins, speaking of ca- cancel culture, uh, cut a promo on raw. I-, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Uh, 
that guy was flying high. I remember in Montreal, we were at Raw. Like, I got like a 10-minute standing ovation. Like, they had to go to commercial because, like, we wouldn't stop cheering him. Now it seems like uh, all the smarks out there fucking hate the guy. I feel like it all started with that one comment about money uh, to that guy from New Japan. The guy who flies, <clears throat> excuse me, flies around the ring. But uh, anyways, he called out an open challenge and Walter answered it. Imperium came out. I forgot that Imperium weren't British. So when they came out, I figured, hey, they're in England. They're getting the pop. This is awesome. Then Walter started speaking and I was like, oh, fuck, he's not British. That's cool. Uh, I like Imperium. I think that they could work long term. I don't know uh, where Walter but- is from. Now that I'm curious. I know he's European. I'm going to say Austria or yeah, something Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're all. And then I think Alex, Alex or Wolf or Alex Wolf is... Uh, Alex or Wolf? Yeah, Alex Wolf. Alex, they're all like German or Austrian. Yeah, he's German. Kind of I know like, he's German. I know he's German. Just like, you know, that scary place of the earth because of history. <laughs> <laughs> that place. Um, anyways, what I'm getting at here is Seth Rollins. The pairing of Seth Rollins, uh, KO, and Street Profits is a weird fucking mix of people. I was wondering where Kevin Owens has been for the past few weeks. He, he's kind of like he's there, then he's not there for a bit. I was happy to see him there. I guess, you know, he's kind of pushing towards being a face. But I was going to put as a note this time around for this week was the Street Profits. Um, remember when they were on there every week, cutting their backstage stuff? They finally had their debut on Raw, had that big match in the main event. And now where's all the smoke? Where's the smoke? Because I'm not seeing them around very much, and they're just being thrown into segments. I think it's better. I mean, I think they got the introduction. They they needed for people to know them, for them to be, you know, a household name in WWE. Um, and now they're moving into storylines, which makes a little bit more sense. I agree with you 100% on Kevin Owens. He's kind of just being thrown into uh, other people's storylines. I feel like he came back hot. They gave he him the stunner. He did come back really hot. They gave him that whole face, but he's still got an attitude. Uh, when his music hit, I feel like, again, they were trying to make him that guy, that sort of savior. You know, when The Rock's music used to hit, when there was a bunch of guys in the ring, The Rock would come out and he'd kind of go through one by one in the ring. And it would be pop after pop after pop. And I feel like they kind of dropped the ball. Kevin Owens got a huge pop when his music hit. He's got the right type of music for it. Slid into the ring, beat the shit out of Walter, and then they just kind of all celebrated in the ring when it should have been KO beating uh, you know, one of the other guys in Imperium, and then the other guy in Imperium, then finally to Walter, punch, 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 pop, pop, power bomb, some shit like that, or stunned him in the middle of the ring, and it would have just been pop after pop after pop. I think that would have been cooler, but you know, they can only do so much. I think you're right. It's those fine details that's gonna go a long way. If you watch the old Raws, the, the, the crowd was so loud. You go back and watch anything, it was like nothing matches that. I know. It's crazy. You you go back and watch the Golden Age. It was like Hulk Hogan would punch somebody and the crowd would pop. There'd be a drop kick. The crowd would the pop. The crowd never stops. Jake, They're just cheering the whole time. It's one constant the cheer. The whole time. And it's just signs and fucking whole bunch of people in the 80s with horrible haircuts fucking losing their fucking minds. Jake the Snake would just, you know, call for the DDT and, you know, every girl's panties would drop. It was just, it was fun to watch, man. But... You can't blame the product. We're fickle pieces of shit. It's all Let's on us. Let's be honest. Dude, we have a podcast on wrestling, so we're part of the fucking problem. Really, we are. We're deciphering. We have a list of stuff to talk about, and we're breaking it down. How Well, he could have punched him first, and then that guy second, and it would have been better. MJF uh, shouldn't have turned yet. Oh, what did you do? My favorite segment from Raw 
even though it was a train wreck, but we've talked about how much we like watching Lana talk on the microphone and just crash and burn. Uh, she stumbled her way through a very weird promo. Uh, ultimately, we have another pregnancy storyline, but it seems like this whole uh, Bobby Lashley, Rusev, and Lana thing is getting somewhere, and she's got a machka in the oven. Well, this to me, some people like really dig this. Like, I love this angle. It's hot. It's I love the, it. It's it's the hottest thing. It's the best storyline going right now. And if you sex. look at YouTube, it actually has some of the highest views of all their videos. And yeah, it's sex. Sex sells. And they how many times the, she say sex in that promo? I don't know, man. She's over the top, man. She's over the top. She. Uh, <laughs> I like her. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'll say straight up that this may very well be. My one of my least favorite angles of 2019, and I love Rusev. I love Rusev. I love Rusev Day. Unless this gets us back Rusev Day some way or the other, uh, it's not coming back, bro. I I don't know. I just I it's embarrassing. It's cringy to watch, and whatever you know. If you're a fan of it, cool. But I kind of like go do stuff around the house and tune out. Like I don't know. I don't believe her. I don't. I, don't, I just she's she's terrible. Lana's not talking. You know, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say something. And I wrote this in my notes. And this is something that's going to be maybe unpopular. But WWE has so much talent, right? You don't hear much people being let go or released. I honestly feel like Lana should be released from the WWE. I, I don't think Whoa. she's... Yeah. I don't think she's got a place there, man. Like, I was totally behind her with Rusev when it's like Russian Rusev, Russian Lana. I think it fits well. Uh, but the way she's gone now, the way she kind of derailed Rusev's career as well, too, with the whole engagement thing. I know Rusev's also to blame. I get it. All that shit. Well, they're both to blame equally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, her, like, trying to be a wrestler and, like, she's not terrible, but I don't think she's ever going to get there. And, she, I don't know. She just she just looks like she's difficult to, to be around. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not for Lana. Lana's not Look, number one. Lana's not number she, one. Clap, clap. She's fighting for the spotlight, which I think is admirable, and I think it's rare these days to see it. She's non-complacent. She's vocal, so I'll give her I that. I find she is complacent. I find she's like, I don't know. She's replaceable. No, but I, yeah, of course she's replaceable. Look, I love watching things that make me cringe. It's like a guilty pleasure. Sometimes I go on YouTube and I will literally Google cringe videos and I will watch the most awkward pauses on reality shows or whatnot. It's just something I really enjoy. Like TLC is one of my favorite channels on TV. So just put it that way. So I get that the angle is bad. I get that the whole thing is shit, but I love that it's a dumpster fire and Lana's got like a screw loose in her head, man. It's like watching, enjoy watching Springer her. or some shit. Yeah, but it's like, it's not even good Jerry Springer. It's the bad Jerry Springer, and that's the best kind of Jerry Springer. I'd rather like throw another diva in there. Sorry, another. Sorry, guys. That's been a while <laughs> since I've done that. Another uh, woman into into the angle instead of Lana. Like I don't know. She just doesn't do it for me anymore. After I think the whole Dolph Ziggler thing, which is like okay, cool. She's you know opening up and she sells. Her, well, she lost the accent, I think, and now she's just like super phony and just I'm not. I'm not a Lana fan anymore. I yeah, used to I'm be, not... man. I used to be a Lana fan. I'm not anymore. It's hard to defend She's it. Dragging it's really Rusev hard. down. She's dragging Rusev down. That's for sure. Ah, uh, what's Rusev done for himself, really, though? Well, I guess Rusev Day was pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty big thing. 
All right, enough with Lana. Let's talk about Eric Roman with his weird looking in a microwave uh, gimmick. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, who was in the cage? Did they even tell us? It was us? like a local jobber for enhancement talent. So I guess his gimmick is he's going to trap his his opponents or his jobbing opponents, enhancement talent, before matches and drag them out. And they'll keep, keep them as his pet because they don't know what to do with him. And they're like, Dude, let's, let's try this and see if it sticks. He was so good with Daniel Bryan. They brought Luke Harper back. It was still good, and now they're changing his character. And now Harper's not anywhere again. Now is Harper on SmackDown? Are they separated? I don't even know. But it's just like Harper's back, and they mix up things, and it's like there's no nothing for Harper, so he's not on TV anymore. It's like what the fuck, guys? I'm telling you, if Harper ends up in AEW, it's gonna be a pop and a half, man. It's gonna be a pop and a half. If there's if I could choose one person that I want to see right now in the WWE roster, literally jump over, it's him. Hmm, interesting. It's the only believable one. Uh, all right, let's talk some SmackDown. So Brock Lesnar quit SmackDown, which is surprising. I don't really understand how that works. Um, I guess he's got some pull. I thought he was going to be a Fox guy. It doesn't look that way. Uh, well, first off, he's feuding with Rey Mysterio, who's on Raw. So the whole storyline is like, well, if he's not going to be on SmackDown, I'm going to Raw. Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar wants. And also the Fiend has the, has the universal title, right? So they have to split the belts up, and that's your explanation. I know, but you would have thought. I guess maybe Fox is like, "Fuck it, we want Bray over Brock." Pick one or, or the d- other. I don't. Yeah, they probably don't have a say in it, anyways. Yeah, Brock could always come back. He does what he wants. Yeah, he does. He does. He does do what he wants. But SmackDown was interesting. There was a lot of. Uh, this is the SmackDown. We're talking about the SmackDown uh, post Saudi Arabia, right? We're I don't know. We just talk tournament. about whatever we want to talk about. We're talking about wrestling. No, but I'm pretty sure that's the that's what we have in our notes here. This is the one where uh, Cole versus Daniel Bryan. I put a few uh, notes in there, so up. like I started off with like some noteworthy stuff from the week before. So yeah, seeing Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan was a treat. I actually did yeah. catch this match, and uh, Cole picking up the win over Daniel Bryan. That's a pretty good rub on the main roster. And they're testing the waters here. I like all these crossovers we've been seeing with the NXT talent and uh, the main roster going to each other's shows. And, man, seeing the OC, seeing uh, AJ Styles on NXT, that was dope, man. Really cool, really cool seeing him in an NXT ring and wrestling in those types of matches. I'd like to see these crossovers more more often. And to be honest with you, you know, when I look at the comparison between AEW and NXT, they're both putting on dope matches. They're both putting on dope products. I think the WWE could benefit from having people like AJ Styles or bigger talent like advertise to have like an NXT match or something here and there. Oh, for sure. And it would have more people tuning in because people are like, oh, AEW's destroying the WWE. Dude, they're destroying NXT. And last week, the, the ratings were actually pretty close, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I, if you want to play this whole war thing, uh, look at the main roster. Look at Raw and SmackDown. It's getting more viewership than AEW. Um, but obviously, there's more factors involved, but bigger networks and all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, if NXT wants to compete legit against AEW. You know, I think putting main roster, advertising it, having those types of matches, because sometimes I flip over and I'm like, oh, who's this guy and that guy? And I don't know who they are in NXT at all. And I watch it and I enjoy it. And it's cool. And I guess that's how you learn the talent I understand. But you want to have those big stars or reasons to flip over. And, you know, while they do have NXT stars, I think there is a little bit of benefit there if you do bring some bigger names over. Well, it's nice seeing the big guys in NXT fighting big names from main roster. It's fucking awesome to see. It's like 
it's in everyone's mind right now that if you go from NXT to WWE main roster, you're going to be somewhat buried, or your 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 momentum is going to stop. Right. Everybody says, "Oh, I don't want that guy to go up to main roster. He's so good in NXT." I don't think we have that issue anymore. I think that if they kind of you know have these cross platform things, uh, I don't know who's making the calls. Let's say it's Vince McMahon, but if he sees AJ Styles jump down into NXT or Finn Balor in NXT. Fighting against Ciampa, well, when Ciampa goes to main roster, uh, you can't really have him in you know lower tier matches. The guy's a main eventer; he's 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 got to be seen as a main eventer in creative's eye at that point because you know he he's fighting big names from the main roster in NXT already. So it would just I think it's gonna make the flow between NXT and main roster uh, smoother. Yeah, I think it could. The only thing I'm more concerned about and worried, and it's probable that after Survivor Series, that's the end of this. There's no more crossing over and jumping rosters. I think it's just I to do. Know. I think it's just to do something fresh for Survivor Series. It started. It got boosted ahead of time, or it actually kind of became an organic procedure when they all got stuck in Saudi. And I think it was one of the better things that could have happened to the WWE yeah. because it was yeah. really good TV for a week or so. Um, and I guess now they're continuing it to Survivor Series because it makes sense. I hope it continues after, but I wouldn't be surprised if that is the end of it that we see. But look, man, for those of you who watched NXT as well tonight, now it was announced that at uh, the next TakeOver, we're going to be getting Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. And that takes Ooh. Matt Riddle out of the War Games match and uh, Dejo- Dejovic, and I can never say the name properly. D-D. Yeah, D-Double-D. He's basically jumping into the War Games in his place. And a lot of people were like, damn. Well, I mean, I guess a lot of people was me. I was like, damn. <laughs> You're like, me. Riddle's out of the War Games match. He's going to do some awesome stuff. It would have been a great addition. Uh, but Double D is uh, actually could put on some great matches, too. Yeah. He's a good, um, I guess, when you have like those multi-man match, to be in that match, to pull, do some good spots and stuff. So you'll see. Yeah. He'll do some exciting things. And then, honestly, I'm actually pretty stoked to see what Balor and Riddle can do one-on-one. I think that will actually be a pretty cool combination to see those two mix it up in the ring. I agree, uh, but I mean, I'm looking at the Survivor Series card right now. To get back to what we were talking about, about you know them, you know, cross platforming. I agree. I think it's going to really cool down from Survivor Series, but I still think guys like Finn Balor are going to have time in NXT after this. Maybe not Finn Balor. Well, per I think se. it's clear that Balor is there for a bit. But having guys go down there for a bit. What What I mean is this: somehow. Like, we've talked about it. I go, how the fuck can somebody be in NXT, have success, be your NXT champion, and then when they got brought to the main roster, their gimmick is changed or their name gets changed? Well, look at Bo Dallas. No, no, I know that, but I'm saying recently. Let's let's talk about like the War Raiders, right? They came up, they were champions. They changed their goddamn names. It was like they needed a fresh start on main roster. I think with having uh, NXT on USA Now and having main roster guys fighting with NXT guys, well, you can't take... Tommaso Ciampa, bring him to the main roster in six months, and him not be that Tommaso Ciampa. I think it's going to solidify the characters from NXT moving to main roster. Like, they're going to keep on the same Well, for path sure. And now going. the WWE Universe that watch the main pro- roster and the main program kind of know who they are, right? Because exactly. I don't know if you watched Adam Cole, though. His match against Daniel Bryan was something, but his match against uh, Seth Rollins... The crowd wasn't really that even into it. They didn't really do the boom thing, Adam Cole Bay thing as much. So it just goes to show you that there's a lot more people not watching NXT than you think or just weren't oh, interested. Sure. Uh, but yeah, for the sure. fact that they're solidifying themselves this way. Look, you're right. Champa's not going to come up to the main roster. And 
and be like a jobber, right? He's definitely going to be put into the main event or, you know, main event mid-tier at least, you know. I'm just excited. This this is the I think this is the best lead into Survivor Series we've had in a really long time. Yes, not that this, it's the best, this, but but it's 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 exciting, and I'm I'm interested to see the chemistry that the NXT talent's going to have. Usually, like I bet you, even if you look back into our archives, um, November December, there's not anything going on, and right now, even though we just had Crown Jewel and Survivor Series is kind of a non storyline type pay per view, uh, they've done a good job at kind of keeping the interest leading into I because I feel like in January it restarts like it gets a little bit more interesting we're kind of on a road to Royal Rumble at that point and uh and then and then Wrestlemania again in April and hey tickets just went on sale and we didn't I didn't buy one did you buy one (laughs) no I I, I'm telling you man I saw people saying they're going um and then I jumped on I was like okay let's take a look at these tickets and man they're pretty expensive so I'm like dude I gotta get my roof done I, I might not have to pass on this one, but we'll see. I mean, maybe I'll find out a way to get there. But I, you know what? I also wouldn't mind watching uh, having a WrestleMania party and watching it at home. You know, those are always fun as well, too. Uh, we're able to give you a live show that way as well because we missed out last year on doing that because we were having fun enjoying it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it's awesome for those who went. Not sure it's going to happen for me this year. We'll see. I want to go to an AEW show. I feel like we should do that in, in 2020. I feel like... Uh, I, I can't go to Rumble. It's too soon. It's gonna be what Rumble's in like January. Or yeah, February I think it's in Texas shit? too. And then the next year's one, I forget they announced where it was already. Florida? Not Florida. It needs to be within driving because adding that plane ticket is just so much more expensive. You throw a plane into there, you're adding a thousand bucks almost right off the bat. Yes, to our American listeners, for us to fly to the states, unless you're going to Florida, it's like a thousand bucks. It's fucking shit. You looking up when Royal Rumble is? Yeah, I'm curious if they have the venue already for next year. Yeah, no, they do. The tickets are already like sold. They've already there's they're selling WrestleMania tickets at this point. Not for this for year. Sure, not know. for Texas. Texas is this year. I'm wondering what the year after that is going to be. Oh, 2021. Yeah. Damn, that's far, bro. I have no idea. Well, while you do that, I'm going to wrap things up. Another episode in the bag. Uh, we got summer Survivor Series to look forward to. Uh, we got some IWS stuff coming up in December. We're heading into holiday season. Our schedule might change depending on all that as we go in. And the year end is coming up. I know it's only like, what, 13 days into November. But we're going to start preparing for our year end, our best of 2019. Uh, moments from podcasting, moments from Twitter community. You name it, match of the year, all that kind of shit. There's so much to cover with the addition of AEW and NXT. Have you figured out where the Royal Rumble is yet? No, I gave up. I'm just I'm yeah, you gave up okay. because I was rambling on. Um, guys, www.patreon.com/talkmania. Be cool. Be like Evan Gomez. Be like Smart to Death. Be like Danny Pond and be like Boot to the Face. Guys, check them all out on Twitter. They're awesome. Check out their podcast. They're the shit. On behalf of Talkmania, J Bombs out. Des, say bye. Have a happy Rusev day and don't get pregnant. I'd get Lana pregnant.